Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This week, we're going to be talking about it's time to end the communication cold wars. This is this topic this week is something that I think every single person can relate to in some way or the other. Um, this is so important right now. Also, I think it's it's communication is something that is. Uh, I think I don't know. I struggle with. I know my friends struggle with. Maybe you're struggling with it too. So this week we're going to talk about how to change that, how to do something different, how to, especially if you've been getting the same results in something, how to show up a little bit differently and and get different results. So we're going to talk about communication cold wars, what those are, and what to do about them this week on the show. Uh, Before I get into that topic, I wanted to update you on a couple of things. So I am, I'm totally redoing my store. Um, I do offer some products that I've created that really are ways to assist you with uh, what you learn in the podcast. And, and I love creating those kinds of things. It's it's really fun. It's really interesting to me to do. And I also like um, being able to help, help take what I talk about in the show and leave you with something so that you can apply it in your own life. So I'm totally redoing my store. I, I, I'll be hopefully over the next week getting that completed. But here shortly, I have two new products to offer. I have a a journal that I'll be offering as well as my new course called the BS method and BS stands for better story. So the the whole context of this course is how to tell a better story to yourself in five minutes or less. I have a whole course developed around this. The, the course is done. I'm just getting the, the back end of things all set up and ready to go. So stay tuned for that. I'll be telling you more about that in the upcoming weeks. All right. So let's, let's talk about this uh, communication cold wars and, um, this phrase or this term is not my term. Um, I got this from an article called our communication cold wars ruining your relationships. And this, this phrase of communication cold wars was, uh, written by this author called Renata Gomes. And I'm going to link to all this in the show notes so you can look at it, but she defines communication cold wars as consisting of purposefully withholding your thoughts and feelings in the hopes that your partner will either try to pry them out of you or worse, guess exactly how you're feeling and what you're thinking. (laughs) I mean, again, I think we can all totally relate to this, but this article was so timely for me. So I want to tell you, I want to read through the article, but I also want to provide some commentary in the form of an, of an example in my own life that I'm hoping will help you as you, um, if this is something that's going on in your life right now, if it's something that has in the past, if it's something that you want to change, um, I'm going to weave my story in with this story today. So I hope you find this um, interesting and also useful and insightful. So she starts off the article talking about um, how we've been primed for years by television and various movies to believe that love is going to come knocking at our door, you know, at 2 a.m. Like, remember those old Sex in the City movies, right? Or, I mean, the show where, you know, the guy would show up at Samantha's or Samantha or Carrie or whoever's door, right, at, at 2 in the morning, right? And we all have this, 
I think while we all know that's not realistic, we all have this deep down like desire for it somehow just wants to come true. And she talks about when we storm out during a fight, you know, we hope that the other person will chase after us. Like part of like, I know I've done this in the past where I storm out just to see if the other person will chase me and, or, or beg me to stay or, you know, whatever, let's, you know, let's work things out kind of thing. Right. But through all this, we, when, when these kinds of things happen, we're doing these actions and we're, we, we have this behavior that's going on and, but we're often not saying anything, right? We're in silence and we somehow expect to communicate through that silence, which is actually an oxymoron in itself, right? Because there's very, you can communicate through silence because that is a form of communication when there is silence. But when you have something to say, communication through silence is not the way to say, not the way to do it, right? There's, there's nothing good that comes from that. And, you know, we can't expect our, the people that we care about to, to come chasing after us or to read our minds or to figure out what our silence means, right? We, we, we want them to do more when we're silent, right? We want them to ask what's wrong or, or, um, tell us that we're, they're sorry or, um, have some sort of signal, right? That we can both agree that is our forgiveness signal kind of thing, right? But, that doesn't work. That's not, that's all, all that is is stories. We talk about stories on this show so much and, and all that is, is us, each of us making up stories in our own minds, um, to try to protect ourselves, to, to, to try to not have, to try to want to be in a relationship with someone, want someone to care about us, but then not want to be vulnerable and honest with the person and with ourselves about how we feel. And that is not how we move forward in relationships. That's not how we, those are not healthy relationships. Those are not um, even healthy attachment styles, right? I talked about, I did a show a couple of weeks ago called The Birds in Cage 4 where I talked about different attachment styles. And a healthy attachment is when you both communicate and you both feel comfortable enough to communicate, right? And so if we're in these situations where we're not communicating, we're expecting the other person to read our mind or we're expecting someone to just swoop in and and coddle us or like, um, make us feel better. I mean, we're setting ourselves up for so much heartache and so much failure because that's not, that's not realistic. That's not, and and who really though wants that, right? Who wants, who wants someone to constantly be coming after them and, and saying that they're sorry or, you know, like a groveling kind of thing, right? That, that's not good either, right? So we have these expectations, in our lives about how our relationships would go, which, which a lot of it is, is, um, I think set up for us by, you know, when we're growing up as kids, like in movies and in magazines and the, the types of things that are presented to us as culturally that we just consume and, in maybe doesn't even like, it's not even put into words. It's just implied a lot of times. And then we get into our adult lives and we're like, but wait a minute, nobody's doing those things for me. <laughs> why isn't this happening? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, um, why doesn't the person like get it? Or why don't, what am I missing here? Right. And we go through, we go through all of these, these fucked up situations because it, I, I really think it comes down to because we're all afraid to be vulnerable and honest. And when we refuse to say what we feel or allow the other person to say what they feel, and we get into these situations where we're 
we're in these communication cold wars where there's no communication or it's stonewalled. Someone has stonewalled you or you've stonewalled them. And, and then we start to get this mindset that, well, I'm not going to text them because they should know, right? They should know what happened and they should know it's their turn to apologize. They should know, you know, whatever it is that we're expecting them to know. And I, I had this conversation the other day with the therapist that I w- I'm working with and we were talking through some of this stuff because I had this situation with my boyfriend recently where it was definitely a communication cold war. Now, most of you know, if you've been listening for a while, he's deployed. And so that adds a whole other layer of um, complexity, I would say, to things. But it also adds another layer of like why it's critical to be able to communicate and not have these these communication cold wars. So we were we hadn't talked for a period of time that um, and that really bothered me. I was really, and I kind of, I think I've mentioned this on a couple of shows where him and I kind of talked through it, but we really didn't get a lot of time to talk through things. And so we, we were kind of at a point where I hadn't really heard from him and I was like, well, what's going on? And I talked with the therapist about this and how I felt like that I had missed the memo. Like I felt stupid, like that I had missed the memo and something changed, but I didn't know it. Like I, I I was the last one to know kind of thing. And so we, we went through a, a, a lot of, uh, conversations about this and after I had gotten off the you know the our call my call with her and I was thinking through this and I was I was kind of at a point with this where I was at this very point with this exactly what this article is talking about about the communication cold war because I was I was at this point where I was like well so what am I going to do here am I going to just call it and, and do what I normally do which is you know expect the person to read my mind because they're not reading my mind um, I get pissed and because I'm, I have this fear of being, you know, vulnerable and, and honest about my feelings or feeling like maybe I can't even say my feelings because, um, of what that vulnerability might bring. Um, am I just going to make up these stories and run or am I actually going to do the work, right? That, that relationships take, do the work to put out the effort and see what's going on. And so I chose to, put out the effort and see what was going on. So I reached out to him and I told him it was really bothering me that we, I hadn't heard from him. I didn't really know what was going on. And he responded back and said that he was, uh, actually they had been moved to another country and, um, for a short period of time. And, um, I don't even ask questions about that kind of stuff because I know he can't tell me anyway. So, um, but he apologized and he said, you know, I'm really sorry. And, uh, you know, and, and I was like, well, I didn't know, you know, I, obviously I didn't know we hadn't talked. And so later that day, he ended up calling me, which would have been about like one thirty in the morning, his time. And we actually talked through a lot of this stuff. I told him, you know, I understand that you have needs being that you're far away and, you know, you're working crazy hours and doing all this stuff, but I'm in this relationship too. And I have needs too. And communication is one of my major, like critical things. I, I need to be in regular communication with you. I need, that's what I need. That's, that's a, a cage one feeling for me where it's that I have that, um, that calmness about things because I know what to expect. I know what's happening. I know that the other person cares enough to reach out and, and make the effort and, and, um, communicate. So we, 
we talked through some of this and, and we talked through some things that were going on with him. And, um, at the end of that, I actually sent him a message afterwards because I told him how I was, how important that was for me to be able to have that conversation with him and hear his side of the story as what, and, and hear his needs, but also have him hear my needs and how we could work together on this, how we're, we're, you know, we can work together as a team on this. So both of our needs are met. And that was huge. That was so huge for me because I, I, I don't think as an adult, I, I think for the past 20 some odd years of my life, fear has been running the show of every relationship I've been in. And I never got past the fear. The fear controlled my every move with what was going on. It was, you know, the reason why um, I think I had so much fear of the vulnerability or, or, or being open and honest about things because um, the fear got in the way. It was like a wall in front of me. I couldn't get around that fear. And this moment or this 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 experience I had with him when we were talking through both of us, what our feelings were and what our needs were and being able to express that I realized for the first time as an adult, I actually had a legit adult relationship moment where we quote did the work, right? We did, we both put out the effort to, to maintain the relationship and keep the relationship going. I've never had that before. And that was, I would say, probably life-changing for me as it comes to relationships because of being able to do that. And I think the reason why I was able to do that was not only because of the work I've been doing with myself and for myself, but because I chose not to have, not to continue the communication cold war. And the funny part about it was he didn't even know we were in a communication cold war. He thought everything was just fine. So I'm telling you that these, these, these expectations we put on other people to read our minds or to, um, the expectations we put on ourselves to, if it doesn't go this way, then clearly the person doesn't care and there's something wrong and bucket, I'm over it right? These kinds of things are stopping us from the happiness that we want in our lives. These kinds of, this pressure we put on ourselves, the pressure we put on other people, the, the fear of the vulnerability, the fear to actually just fucking say what it is that you want. All of these things are stopping us from having the things that we want. And I did not realize that until I had this very experience with my boyfriend where I was able to say exactly what I needed and hear what he needed. And both of us agree that we were willing to work together to go forward to have our needs met. So this article, this article came at the time that I was, I found, I read this right when we were going through this and right when I was feeling at that stage, like, well, what are you going to do here? Right. Are you going to just call it quits and make up the story in your own mind? Or are you going to put out the effort and, and, you know, not expect him to read your mind. And this article came right at that time. So thanks universe for that one. <laughs> um, but so I, there's a couple other points in this article that I want to make to, um, that I think are so important, but she talks about, um, feeling like when we, when we say, tell the other person how we feel that that puts us in a weak position. And so we all hold back waiting for the other person to make the first move, right? We engage in this, who's going to text the other first kind of silence, silent contest, but 
nobody comes out the winner, right? Because we're both withholding. We're both, both sides are, are left miserable and um, yearning for that very thing that we're not willing to do. So I think that, you know, we're in this, we're in this time where, you know, catching feelings, right, is you're looked at as weak societally, like in society. And that's not true. That's absolutely not true. Being the first one to open up and, and invite the other in, somebody has to take the first step. So being willing to take that first step and invite the other person in and tell the person how you, how you feel is terrifying as hell, but that is how we get what we want. And I'm not saying every single time that it's going to work out for you, there's going to be times where, yeah, it, it may, you may try to be, do this and it may backfire on you because I've had it happen many times. But when we approach this from this, uh, you know, when we stop, when we avoid having these difficult conversations or we're, we're afraid to say how we feel or we're, um, we're not willing to be vulnerable, this is exactly what's keeping the love that we want away from us. Not reaching out because we have this, like this twisted sense of pride is costing us our happiness. It's costing us our happiness, or at least, at least the opportunity for us to grow. Like I just had said in what I had experienced with my boyfriend. So there's, there's, there's so many things, right? We can, you know, we can refuse to text. We can blame the other person. We can, um, do all of these things, but in the end, we're, we're the ones, we're the ones that are allowing it in or holding it back. And this article, I think, was it's very short. It's not long, but it's it's exactly to the point. And I think um, I think it's just it's so important that we start to say how we feel. We start we stop this this expectation that everybody should read our minds. We stop this expectation that um, we can't show our feelings to other people. You know, we, we, we are holding our own happiness at bay. And I think it's time that we end the communication cold wars so we can allow happiness to come in. Um, I think that's, a, I think I'm going to end it at that. The article is very well written. I will, like I said, I'll link to it in the show notes. I, I do hope that you read it, share it with your friends, share it with uh, people that you think, share it on social media, share it with people that you think um, could benefit from it because I think it is so so important. And I hope my example helped you see that, how it's possible. It's possible to do literally a complete 180 on a situation that you felt like had no hope. So that, that, those are my thoughts on that for this week. Um, yeah. So I'm going to link to this article. I know I've said it a few times, but I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I'll link to all my social media in the show notes. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I will be, I'm redoing my store. So I'll be offering a lot more products that I'll be able to talk about in the coming weeks. The big one I'm most excited about is the BS method, the, um, better stories method, how to tell a better story in five minutes or less. I am very excited to bring that to you. I think that it's going to help with this very, very thing about communication cold wars, because it's going to help you to tell a different story. It's going to help you to already have a story ready to go when those shitty thoughts want to come up and they want to try to take over and they want to try to convince you that you need to continue your communication cold war uh this bs method will help with that so all right that's it for this week until next week remember question everything trust yourself and find your truth